Producers without a clue. Seriously? That's what they call animation nowadays? How do you even sell a show? What the hell's a production packet? Oh yeah, it's gonna be animated. It's gonna be real cool. Wait, who's animating this thing? You've gotta believe in your own ideas. Everyone is pitching ideas! What do you have to join the Illuminati? We just have to do it our way! Animation has warped my sense of reality. I didn't tell him to draw that! <laughs> oh, it's all about the demographic. Well, hey everyone, Producers Without a Clue, Episode 5, I do believe. And uh, I'm Brian Finley, and my independent project is Mimsy and Dusty, and you are... And I'm Michael Cook. I am the uh, uh, the head of animation at Valley Studios and the creator of Chucky Chicken and his Barnyard Friends. Word. Word. Cool. Now, before we well, get going, before yeah. we get going, I just wanted to say Happy New Year, Merry Christmas. We're just getting off the Christmas season, and I didn't Thank have time. You. I didn't have time to send you your gift, but I have it right here. What? <laughs> perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, (laughs) so it's actually funny that we're filming today because uh but before we get going into that how was your holiday how was your christmas how are how are you doing well you know what uh christmas for my family this year as a whole was excellent cool um we were we were very blessed and uh this was actually the first year this might be too much information but you know, if if you're not real on a podcast, uh, I, I, I think it's not a captivating podcast. So right. I'm gonna keep it real. Right, I'm gonna take. Uh, it yeah, th- this was our uh, first year where we didn't need to rely on the food bank or the church to help get us through. Uh, on top of that, all of our bills were squared off. We managed to put a lot away for savings even though it was the same year i lost my job um it worked out in the end so we had a very positive christmas and uh i'm just very thankful for that oh that's wonderful congratulations that's that's super cool and that i mean a lot of people there's no shame in that you know like a lot of people are going through that right now so yeah. there's no shame whatsoever, but I'm I'm very thankful that you got to, you know, provide for your family this year for the holidays. That's super cool, man. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. How about you? Mine was good. I went back home to Chicago, um, mm-hmm. so I got to see the entire family. It was different this year. You know, a lot yeah. of the family, um, a lot of the family couldn't be together this year. Um, at the same time, what I mean is, um, you know, with COVID and everything, the older folk wanted to do everything separated from the younger folk. So, uh, we ended up going in shifts and seeing everybody. Um, and in some cases, you know, I didn't even get to really see people all together together just because of this craziness, but, um, was able to, I was able to see everybody at least, um, for the most part, family, some of them decided not to fly in. Um, yeah. But uh, I did get to see my beautiful nieces and my wonderful family. So that uh, that's what's important. 
So, and I Very did go because cool. I bought presents for everybody this year too for the first time in forever. So, <laughs> isn't I that the worst with, feeling when yes. people buy you presents and you have nothing to give to them because financially it just didn't work out that way? And well, that—that's a- how it's been for us for, geez, I don't know, too many years I can count. Oh, it's a running uh, joke in my family. Like every yeah. year we we do like a white elephant gift or a secret Santa and yeah. everybody prays that they don't get picked by me because they know <laughs> if they get picked by me, they're not going to get that shiny new thing or yeah. my parents have to help me. And that's humiliating, you know, but I yeah. will say this the one year uh, I had a really good job and I actually was able to buy my mom a brand new pizza oven yeah. And she still uses that thing. And this is probably six years later. So That's that was awesome. like my ultimate gift that I gave to her. And I, I and this year I, I gave her um, a 3D printed Chucky chicken, which mm-hmm. was pretty cool. So I feel really good about that. And um, yeah, it just it was a great Christmas. It was really awesome. That's good. So That's good. Now, food wise for Christmas, I cooked the best turkey we've ever had this year because I did a brine where I soaked it for like a day and a half in brined, uh, seasoned, uh, brine water. And, uh, man, what a difference. Do it, man. That is the way to do it. It My mom, Mike, we're Italian. So my grandma, she makes stromboli every year for Christmas so it's the only time that she makes it. So Christmas stromboli yeah. at Grammy Anthony's house. Oh, amazing. So, <laughs> so cool. But it sucks because like I'm on a diet, like I, I'm losing weight. And yeah. on Christmas, it was really, really hard for me because I'm just like, oh, I, I need to food. But I'm like, I got to lose. I mean, you and I were both on kind of the same journey like that. Um, yeah. I'm happy to report that I am uh, now well i i from when i started i'm six pounds lighter which is that's fantastic yes uh i don't weigh myself but i do the clothing check Mm -hmm. so i put on stuff that used to fit and if it fits i know i've lost weight right Uh, the reason why is because i get hyper focused on numbers and uh, drives me into a panic attack. Like uh, the doctor said, why don't you take home a blood pressure machine? I'm like, no, 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 no. Yes, you, because you... that's that's a wonderful talking piece at the house, you know? Right. What's yeah, but I'm like, you, you have no idea the kind of manic energy that I will spend on that. You know, I I can't uh, I can't do that. No, <laughs> so, I don't like it. So yeah. But uh, no, we're all both on amazing journeys. Uh, but I'm just I'm thankful that you had a great Christmas, man. That that I've been worried about you. Not gonna lie, I've been thinking well, about you. Well, I appreciate that. It's uh, you know, even uh, we go through challenges in life, uh, creatively and personally, um, and sometimes they're easier to come up out of than other times. Yes, and it's really. Interesting, uh, if you live in a household like mine, we're all creative people. And uh, so we're we're all very uh, empathetic and, you know, we pick up on each other's energy. But I have a very dark energy compared to the rest of, like, my kids, 
they're all bright stars. You know what I mean? They're they're just they're they're really really bright stars. They get that from their mother. Her my my wife is like I don't know. You you couldn't create a more perfect human being. Um, and then there's the I'm like Eeyore, you know. Uh, so so I flow into Eeyore and then into silly dad mode. Eeyore, silly dad mode. So and like, that's the, the depression and anxiety stuff that I battle with all the time. So the past few weeks, every year it happens, it, mm-hmm. it gets really bad around Christmas. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's really do, tough. Yeah. There, there's uh, family that I don't gel with that I know I got to talk to, and it's just trigger. It's a trigger minefield, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and people want me to do it with a smile. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> it's just no. And you're just like, just walk away. Just walk yeah. away. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I, te- I tend to get quite reclusive until the new year. And then, I'm, you know, I, I come out of it. Well, there so, you go. Well, yeah. you'll get there. You got one more day, one more day to be Eeyore, and then you got to be back to super being hyper-focused because 2021 is here, baby, and it yeah. cannot, cannot get here fast enough, let me tell you. Yeah, I think. and thank God. Thank yeah. God it's here because <laughs> yeah. so many people had a real rough year, uh, and like I've I've got I've got people who I've only known a short while through the podcast that have come on and been a guest, and uh, one of my previous guests just unex- unexpectedly, just suddenly, uh, his wife passed away uh, with surgery complications and stuff. Oh, jeez! Just uh, and I've been thinking about him a lot because it's what like what do you say? Uh, and he's a creative guy, right? So his if there's any blockage, any negative thing going on in your life as a creative person. It can it can really screw up your ability to uh, perform creatively, and if that's your job, that's a real issue, right? Yeah, you're screwed at that point. Yeah. So, and I I've just been, you know, just been worried about that because I, you know, he had uh, just negotiated a film deal and he was on oh. cloud nine, you know, and then the last time I talked to him, he was on cloud nine. He was so hopeful for what his property was going to do in terms of potentially providing a better lifestyle for him and his wife and right because they're not rich people you know and uh so his whole universe right now is just flipped twisted inside out i mean it's it's insane uh just full of full of pain and it made me wonder like I, all you can do is like, what, what would I think or do in that situation? Could I come out of that? And I, I don't know that I could, like, I, I don't know if I could, if I could get back into the swing of things uh, after that. I, um, I've never lost, I've lost, I lost my grandpa back in 2012 and that was probably, the hardest blow. Two days after Thanksgiving, November 28th of 2012, my grandpa passed away. 
And I was working on HodgePodge tonight at the time, trying to figure out how to make that work. And I, my grandpa was uh, somebody who encouraged me to do a lot of theater. Um, he went to every one of my shows. It didn't matter if he knew what it was about. He was always in the front row. He paid to make sure that everybody went and saw it. He was like the glue that held our family together. You awesome. Know? And yeah. when he died, I'll never forget it. I, I was called into an audition for for a, a musical review that they were having. They were doing this gala event. And the director is a very close friend of mine. And she calls me up and she says, hey, we want you to be a part of this. And I said, well, I can't do it. My grandpa just passed away. I'll call you later, you know. But my Uncle Bob came up to me and he said, you know, your grandpa would really want, he's from he's from New York, he's from Long Island, so he talks like this. You know, he's like, you know, mm-hmm. you got to go. You got to do this. Your grandpa, he'd want you to do this. Go do it. You know, don't don't worry about us. You know, I'll if you want, I'll go with you. And he did. He sat in me. <laughs> he was helping me pick up my song to use for my audition. And wow. uh, my Uncle Bob, he, you know, he kind of got me through. He's like, your grandpa wants you to do this. He would want you to do it. He wouldn't want you to be here. So that's what got me through it. It's like knowing that, like, the people that you love and you care about, if they loved you, they, you know, not doing what you were put on this earth to do would mm. devastate them, you know? Mm. Like if, for example, you know, if my mom you know, heaven forbid, if she were to die tonight, I'd be devastated. But I know that she would want me to continue doing what I love to do because it makes me happy and it made her happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. um, I, I mean, that's just one perspective. I mean, when your number's up, you go. But, yeah. if you know, and then nobody knows. You know, you could, you know, go today, you could go tomorrow, you could go 10, 20, 50 years from now. So the time that you have with the people that you have right now is limited. And I think this year in particular really taught us that lesson. It's like, I you think so don't too. Know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, no, uh, you know, it's, I mean, we're kind of going into <laughs> a dark territory here, but it is territory. Re- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Let, let's switch it up. Uh, let's kick off, uh, if you know of any, uh, talk about animation, current events, anything on your <laughs> radar right now. Well, I am celebrating an anniversary today at the time of recording this. Mm-hmm. Today is the official one-year anniversary of Grim Grinning Giblets. The first Chucky e. Chicken full-length cartoon came out December 30th of 2019. And that cartoon is so significant in my career because it was when we got to meet Laura Nimka, who are our two amazing animators and background artists on the team. Um, and that really catapulted everything that we have right now. Yeah. So I, you know, I put a message out to the team saying, you know, hey, congratulations on making it one year. And, uh, can't believe a year has gone by already. It just is nuts. Goes by fast. Hopefully, a year from today, uh, we'll be celebrating uh, a new short release, mm-hmm. a new episode in pre-production. Yes. Um, you know, there's uh, definitely goals on the horizon that we're shooting for, mm-hmm. for both our properties. Yes. Um, 
and hopefully we'll get there. And yeah. I, I think we will. The big question comes down to, like, as a as an independent producer, what that really means is you're somebody with a with an idea that you think is cool. You're trying to convince other people. You have no money, none. You're trying to get talent to work on it without any money, with the idea that if something were to explode, there would be a payoff then. But realistically, that's probably not, you know, that that's a, a, a promise that can disappear in the wind, yeah. you know. And that's, uh, and that's something we talked about where it's like you don't do it primarily for the money. You go yeah. and you do commission work for the money. You go and yeah. you, you know, uh, try and get picked up on a show for the money. You know, yeah. but if you're producing something, you're going in knowing full well that you're doing this at a loss, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. If and here this is, you know, Mark Evan Jackson, it's who is one of my favorite actors of all time. He was um, in the Thrilling Adventure Hour podcast. He was Sparks Nevada. You know, he's been on numerous 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 shows uh, as a b actor you know he's a b-list actor but i love him to death and he said this you know uh, pertaining to auditions you know and he said um the probability of you getting this part is inf infinitesimally you know futile like there's no way in chance you're gonna do it so if you're gonna go in there and 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 show your stuff have fun with that you know yeah um yeah. if the phone rings congratulations celebrate when it doesn't go on with your day. <laughs> you <know? Yeah. laughs> That's the way yeah. to think about it. It's like the chances of this show getting picked up realistically are in, you know, are just like insurmountable. Like, you know, you're going up against so many people with, in, you know, infinitely more years of experience. Like I'm a guy, I have no proper animation experience. You know, I never worked at a studio. I never done all that stuff, you know, professionally. Um, I, you know, the, the only thing I could say I did at Disney was that I worked at Disneyland for <laughs> a couple months. That's it. Yeah. You know, I'm going yeah. in with this, with no prior experience, except for what I learned in school, what I know is right. And what I feel in my heart is the right thing to do. I know I have a long shot, but the passion yeah. is what is driving me to continue to do this. Now I can pitch this to Netflix tomorrow. If I get a phone call. And they want to option the show. Fantastic. When the phone doesn't ring, I move on to the next person or I just yeah. keep going. You got to do it for the right reasons. If you're going to go in with the with the idea of saying Chucky Chicken or Mimsy and Dusty is going to be a multi-billion dollar franchise, you're doing yeah. it for the wrong reason. Well, that that's all fine and dandy from like <laughs> your point of view as the creator of it, right? But we both of us are in the same boat. I'm trying to make my pilot episode mm -hmm. and you're trying to make your second short at a, at a higher quality bar than your first short, right. which is fantastic. And that's the way create the creative process. There should be an evolution of improvement, you know, until things plateau at this consistent, uh, looks awesome, sounds awesome level, right? They're getting paid uh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I mean that that brings me to my point. Now okay. we're trying to get people to help us make these things, right? Right. And there's 
people sign up and we tend to get people who don't have experience in the industry and right. that's fine these people are they're hungry they're trying to get portfolio material right um and there's a lot of them out there and some of them are super skilled and some of them uh, need a lot of coaching to be brought up right and our uh, quest is to try to find people to come on to our teams and help us with our idea and make get it to that finished product stage right correct and it as an independent producer you've got no money it's really hard because people right away will assume uh, you're trying to take advantage of people. Yes. And I agree with that to a certain extent. Uh, there are situations where that definitely happens or can happen. Mm -hmm. um, and I, it, it's such a fine line that it's, it's you know, I, I just always want to be on the side of uh, if, if I can't pay... I, I can teach you, right? Well, here's the way that I see it. In, interpretation yeah. is in the eye of the beholder, you know, and in the eye of the person that is being interpreted, to be yeah. honest with you. You know, you say that, you know, there are people who come on board and then outsiders looking in will say, oh, you're taking advantage of that person. You know, they should be getting paid, blah, 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 blah. And you're not, you know, you're not able to afford their services. If so, ergo, they shouldn't be working with you. Who are you to say who this person should or not be should or shouldn't be working for or working with? Number one. Number two, if that person believes in your vision enough and, and it, it, you know, that that's the beautiful thing about what we do as creatives. We have to be salesmen. We have to go to these people. and We have to say, you know. I got this project. It's called Chucky Chicken. It's a throwback cartoon. It's like Looney Tunes meets Tiny Tunes, you know, or Looney Tunes meets Animaniacs brought to the modern day, you know, or, um, you know, in this case, and, uh, you know, 1930s meets 1990s done uh, in the 21st century. You know, how do you how do you tell this story? And you got to yeah. get the people hooked on not just the show, but you got to get them hooked on the characters. My job is not done until I have somebody who says I have a favorite character and I love this character, whether it be Chucky or Chelsea, Tommy, Freddie, Louie, Choo Chipmunk, whoever it is. If I don't have somebody who loves at least one of my characters and wants to see that character on the screen, I have failed at my job. My job is to sell the project not just to people who are willing to fork over large amounts of money to make it happen, but all the way down the line, from the lowliest animator, the lowliest in-betweener, the person who's running camera, the person who's doing the backdrops, the person who's doing the voices, the person who's gonna put Chucky's picture on a poster, all the way up the way to the person who's gonna be signing the check for a whole season. I have mm -hmm. to do my job and sell. If I'm not a good salesman, my project will fail. And thankfully, over the course of 14 years, I forget how many, <laughs> I forget how many it's been since 2008. Let's just go that way. Um, there yeah. have been areas where Chucky did really, really well. And then there were moments where he was just off the radar and everyone forgot about him. 
that's my fault. And that's just kind of the ipso of that. That's a 20 year old creator, you know, getting his priorities mixed up and falling into the wrong mindset and, you know, falling into the wrong jobs and not doing what he's supposed to be doing creatively, getting involved with people that you that I should have been getting involved with, you know, it all brings you back around. And that's the thing. Like, if you can get through all that and then at the end of the at the, the light at the end of the tunnel is this project, you know, it's a good one. You know, I could mm-hmm. never go back to hodgepodge and do it the way that I did it before, you know, because I am mm-hmm. older. I'm fatter currently <clears throat> at the time of this recording. Um, <laughs> you know, I haven't been I haven't been on a stage in years. Um, you know, I couldn't go and do HPT the way that I could four or five years ago. I just couldn't. Now, could I take that and make it a cartoon series? Absolutely. But Chucky Chicken has always been evergreen. It doesn't matter if he's black and white, if he's colored, if he's 2D, if he's 3D, whatever the hell. He's evergreen. He's a good concept. Mimsy and Dusty is another good one. It's an evergreen concept. So it will succeed. It will become something special. But as the person, you know, as the person in charge of the project, you got to give it that oomph. You know, if I went in and said, you know, oh, God, uh, you know, it's Chucky Chicken. Yay. No, it's good. It's like, okay. And what else? You know, (laughs) give me your pitch, you know, do something. Yeah. You've been there more than I have. I'm sure you know better than I do. Oh, it's challenging for sure. Now, but... But what I really want to focus on is the concept of keeping people inspired to work on your idea mm-hmm. when there's no financial compensation. So what tools are available to an independent producer to offer in lieu of? What what are uh some assets move, in the toolbox? Some you could say? some something they can offer that would be considered uh, as fair a trade-off as possible? If you're a student, number one, you know, obviously use in your portfolio is huge to say that, you know. No, but I'm, I'm talking I'm talking on the producer side, right? Mm-hmm. Like we've, you, you got to catch the talent, right? And then you got to keep them hooked on your project. Right. Um, when people aren't getting paid, it's really hard to offer critiques because they're like, well, you get what you pay for, buddy. Like they start off in a good mood. Right. right? But if you're, if you're being too demanding because you're trying to hit a quality level that has not been part of your property up until that point, it, it just, that that's the way the river's changing. The direction of the current is changing. I see. Uh, people oh. can be very sensitive about too many notes and, you know, well, I did my best and it's good enough and and that kind of thing. And they're, they're all, those are legitimate points. You do get what you pay for. Right. Um, so how do we overcome that as producers? I see where you're going with that, and you're very, very sneaky, Mr. Finley. Let me just tell you. <laughs> I, I'm not trying to give away stuff, but it's a good point. I think every producer out there is going to have the same problem. I think the team itself is the biggest part of that. Um, 
if you you want to surround yourself with people who believe in it as hard as you do at that point mm-hmm. once they start uh as a producer you have to be honest you need to go in and you need to make sure that everybody on board knows like for me whenever i bring anybody on board with with uh, chucky i always tell them listen you're not getting paid right now nobody's getting paid we are trying to make yeah. this you know i have no connections with hollywood i don't have any uncles that are producers i don't have any you know uncles that are executives <laughs> in warner yeah yeah whatever. yeah i ain't got no promises i'm on the bottom rung with everybody what i do have what i can promise you is communication. I can promise you creativity. I can promise you a place where you can um, experiment, a place where you can grow as an artist, a place where you will be with like-minded people, where I can bring in folks to help mentor you. Because I do have that. I have connections with people who will not work with us directly on these projects, but they are willing to train. They're willing to yeah. give their advice. They And like I'm talking folks from, you know, David Proixma to Tom Ruger to yourself, you know, to everybody who we're working with on this project. It's an, ex, it is a educational uh, collab, I guess you could call it. Right. So if somebody on the outside looking in comes up and says, okay, you've got your production structured uh, where everybody's just working for nothing and you're getting what you want, you would counter by saying you are trying to set up uh, an atmosphere or environment where people can uh, grow their skill Mm -hmm. uh, under mentorship of more experienced artists who are maybe not involved full-time, but they're checking in frequently and offering as much guidance as possible on on a real one-to-one kind of ratio. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, For example. So then the question becomes, well, how fair of a trade is that? I would have loved something like that uh, right out of school. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't have worked in it long, Mm -hmm. maybe, I, I don't know, maybe six months i mean people got to earn a living right correct um so but i think that you know i i kind of feel like like that would have made a big difference for me mm-hmm. in, in and the it gives you a confidence of, of my career and it gives yeah, you a confidence yeah. because it's like you know oh my god this guy not only gave me an opportunity Opportunity to animate, but I get to animate with Brian Finley, who worked on Club Penguin. Are you kidding me? I love Club Penguin. Yes, sign me up. Teach me. Oh, it'd be so cool ways. if my name held that kind of weight. <laughs> Man, that'd be awesome. Like, for example, um, right now we're working on scheduling a story session, and we're going to have Tom Ruger there, the creator of Animaniacs and Tiny Toons and, you know, Pinky and the Brain, and one of the greatest comedic minds of our time of my childhood you know i mean and his you know his resume goes way way back to he-man a pup named scooby-doo all of those cartoons from the 80s going into the 90s you know so this guy is you know we had a conversation you know i'm you know he said i got 40 years in the industry nobody wants to work with a dinosaur like me i do what are you talking about yeah well me too (laughs) 
And by the way, that that is actually a real thing. Yeah. Uh, once you get too many years in the animation industry, um, there's ageism in the animation industry. Makes- I've actually been told we're not going to hire you because we're we want a younger approach. Well, you know why? Because they want to work them to death. And if you're pushing 40, you're pushing yeah, 50. Yeah. You know, it's like Glenn Keane said it perfectly in an interview. It's like, listen, when I was working on Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin, I was a kid. I was in my late 20s and early 30s. If I did that now as a man in my, you know, mid to late 40s, I couldn't do yeah. it. You know, the hours yeah. are too rigorous and it's just too demanding of my body. Like he had carpal tunnel and like he was literally shaking his coffee cup going into meetings with Jeffrey Katzenberg. I mean, the poor guy, yeah. I mean, that was what it was like back in those days. So, of course, you're not going to go and be, you know, what is like, what do we want? Do we want this guy who's like a legend, but he's like, you know, uh, breaking down on us? Or do we want this green, you know, 20 something who doesn't know yeah. what it's worth and just pay him peanuts. You know, that's yeah. what it is. No, that's a no brainer. Yeah. I'm not afraid to say yeah. that. My dad is all oh, I got to tell you this. Shout out to my father. Yeah, yeah. Cause he, my father watched, uh, um, I, I, I said a, um, cause you know, the whole Disney thing, you know, Disney late yeah. all their cast members and they're just going through some really, really tough times. Um, I, as a co-founder of Valley Studios, it's my job to, you know, kind of keep the business side along with the creative side. So I'm like, you know, I'm meshing both hats, which is insane yeah. doing it. My father reaches out to me and he says, do you want to like, are you just like asking to not work with anybody ever again? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? It's like, do you not understand like what people do in business? And like, I guess not, but let me, and I tried to give him all the facts that I knew. And he's like, well, let me hit you up with something sunny. And he explained to me about the whole idea of like, like how they hired, you know, CEOs. And they say this, the minute that he signs his acceptance contracts, he signs his resignation papers because as soon as he gets the company where they need to go, he's out the door and they yeah. bring in people and they pay them millions of dollars, you know, cause I brought up the whole thing. Well, these executives are getting, you know, 11 or $16 million. It's like, do you think that they're going to be there permanently? They're there temporarily, my boy. You know, he, he, that's how he talks. You know, he's like, son, yeah. you know, you, you start to think, you know, think like a businessman, son. I'm like, well, it's hard when you're also half creative. So I got to give right. my pops that, you know, throw because it's like, I know that there are things that I have said, especially on this podcast that could be career suicide. Probably why the phone hasn't been ringing. On this podcast? I don't know if on this podcast. On my, on, maybe on this podcast. Maybe. Probably. <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah. Why am I but talking hey, to you right our, now? Our two ships are linked together. So if yours sinks, mine sinks too. So well, I whatever. I, I appreciate the vote of confidence, you know. Yeah. Um, by the way, here's your raft. Um, you know, if you <laughs> <laughs> ship sinking, Absolutely. just so you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. But no, I, that's, that's the thing. Like, I'm now seeing it from both sides of the coin. And it's like, of course you're going to hire the younger guy, you know? But for me, as a younger guy, I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. This guy's done it. He's lived the dream. Like the guy is a freaking wheelbarrow full of Emmys. And it's not an exaggeration. I've seen it. I will send you pictures yeah. of it. 
<laughs> the guy's a genius, you know? And yeah. I would be foolish to be like, no, you're too old. Forget about it. It's like, no, get over here. Work with me, please. Teach me, like, put all of your wisdom and just, like, shower yeah. me with it. You know, give me your funny. Like, teach me how to make good cartoons. I don't want any more Steven Universes. I don't, I don't want any more Adventure Times. I don't want any more, you know, uh, you know, BoJack Horseman or any of that other stuff that's on today. Bring me back to Looney Tunes. Bring me back to, you know, Tom and Jerry, Mickey Mouse, Popeye. Bring those guys back, but, you know, in the right way. And I hate how yeah. they write for kids. And But we'll get, that's another that's another topic for another podcast. We got stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So animation, current events. Let's loop back around. Soul came out. Is, yeah. Yeah. I've seen it. I I have seen it and uh I I don't know I I thought it was fine. It was a movie. Um what's that? It was a movie, you know, that's there was one part that made me kind of tear up. I mean, it, it it's a good if you spoiler alert by the way, you know, we should probably put a little clip note for anybody in the in the bottom. Um if you want to skip this part of the conversation, go to this time code. Um but thirty-eight minutes. Okay. Um, Thanks for making more homework for me. You gotta make this the best damn podcast <laughs> in the world if I'm gonna be on it, boy. I, let me I, tell you. I gotta write. write down. Not this time, Co. But you know the next one. I'll let you yeah. know. Well. Um, you know the part after twenty-two return after they got their bodies put back in order the first time. Um. You know, I, I, I think if anything, it's a movie that kind of shows you not to waste your life, which is. Yes. Yes. Which is 100%. a percent a common theme that we do today. We're always on our phones. Yeah. We're always on our screen. We don't take a time to look around. I, I got to tell you, I super related to the main character mm -hmm. because I actually felt like during the movie. Um, I I did enjoy the movie a great deal. It just it wasn't as funny as right. previous it was a Pixar movies. Yeah, it was a with the exception of like the cat stuff and like that stuff was great. But what I found was I connected with that movie more than any of the other ones mm -hmm. uh, because I felt like I was watching my soul on TV. Right. I have been hyper focused on my career. Yeah. Uh all through my children growing up mm -hmm. and you know, early in my marriage. And I've had moments where my wife is like, listen, I'm here too. You know, <laughs> and so I I've learned and I've only just learned in the past six months that actually maybe it's not all about growth in animation like achieving the next milestone dream goal mm -hmm. you know because uh there are other things happening around you right and uh so as i'm watching the movie i'm like yeah i've i'm guilty of that as well yeah you know? and i think it's also important to realize that you know 22 for example like she 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 thought pizza was boring she didn't understand it. She didn't understand what life was all about until she got an under a chance to live it herself. 
she, and yeah. I think that's something that, that even we as producers, like we have this dream of like, okay, we want to be the best producers in the world. But all of a sudden now we go into these big shoes and we're thinking, can we do it? Like, is that yeah. even like something that we're possible? Is it like something that we're able to do? Um, and it, it goes both ways. It's like there's some things that you don't realize or understand until you experience it, and then you love it. And then there's other things that you real that you really want, and then you get it. And then it's like, huh, I was chasing all this time for this. Like, it was this yeah. really what I want? You know, do I want to keep yeah. doing this? That was the, that was with me in animation. You know, it's like I love drawing, I love creating characters, I love creating stories. I hate the tediousness of animation i hate sitting at the board and i hate you know it's amazing when it's all done and it's brought to life but the so process- my wife would say to you she would say well you're a story guy yeah which is what she recently said to me because uh recently it was pointed out to me by an animator i respect mm-hmm. like you know he's one of my goats right yes and he's in charge of hiring on the show he's directing on and he skyped me and said listen your portfolio i mean you you got some great stuff but you don't have anything that shows that you can do that type of rich character acting animation Mm -hmm. um and when he said that I, i it didn't hurt it, there was something that clicked in my head where I thought, yeah, and I don't think I want to do that anymore. Right. And that, that you was, know, at this yeah. stage in my life. Right. And that was that yeah. happened to me in college, you know. Pete Casey, yeah. who I love and adore and admired, was looking over a piece of fan animation that I was doing, and he was critiquing, and he says, you know, you're a shitty animator what he's like you're not you don't have a career as an animator like what are you talking about it's like oh you're a good artist you can draw you know you know how to do animation but you're a better producer like you hate doing just one thing you would suck at animation because you have to do the one thing you were stuck to the one box i hate boxes i love everything that encompasses the whole process so when he told yeah. me you're a better producer than you are an animator, it just like, oh my God, you're right. So what? Do well, I, that's you know, that's what my wife said to me too. She goes, yeah. "Well, you're not an animator," and I got real like puffed up. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Hold like, the frig on!" What'd you say? <laughs> do, yeah. Do you understand what I've been doing for the last twenty years? What you who? Right. Like that. And then I thought. Well, she she goes she puts her hand. She's like, "You're a story guy." I'm like, "Wait, well, yeah. hmm, oh, she's right again. Damn it!" Yeah, you know. <laughs> but she was right because even when I worked at Disney, there were things I animated that people gave me praise for and said they really liked, but the big thrill was the piecing together of the story and pitching and, you know, developing the concept with the the writers and, uh, and then directing when I had the opportunity to direct. I mean, that, that's what really thrilled me. Well, I could see so, that even 
with what we're doing right now with our project, you know, with this new short that we're working on. I mean, you've taken yeah. over the director's chair and I Sorry. The, no, it's fine. I love it. Are you kidding me? Like that's what I want. <laughs> like I want somebody because here's here's the thing. And and Aaron and I had this conversation not too long ago. I shouldn't be an I I've, I've been animating for me. I've been animating right. for my legacy. I've been animating for what's in it for me. That's not how I need to animate. And that's not how I need to run my business. It's like, it's not about me. It's about Chucky. It's about right. him. Because he's going to outlive me. I want him to outlive me. I want him to be around 100 years from now. You know, I want him to have four or five voices or like 100 voices, you know? <laughs> like, I want yeah, him yeah. to have this life that isn't attached to me. When Walt Disney died, Mickey Mouse didn't die with him. You know, if anything, Walt was kept alive because of Mickey Mouse. Yeah. That's what I want Chucky Chicken to be. Like, I want people to look at Chucky and go, it's Mike still around, but in this little chicken form. And I want, you right. know, someone else. That's what we need to do. You know, like when you go in with that, it's the same thing, like that that mindset thing. So I don't know how we got off on this topic. You know, we were talking about like how. Well, we were talking about soul yes. and how he achieved his dream. And at the end of it, he was like, so what's next? Right. And then it was just we do it again tomorrow. Yeah. And and I've I've had that moment. Uh, I've, I had the dream of working in feature film animation. I achieved that, got there, realized I don't want any part of this. Right. So wh what do you do then? Or what do you do when it becomes, when, when you think you want a dream and you try for it and then you're like, wait, I don't think I actually want that. You know, you want it, you do want it, but you want it on your own terms. You wanted the opportunity to be asked to turn it down. I've dated ladies like you before. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think so. Yeah. I've dated ladies like you before, Brian. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> you want You don't want any part of yeah. any of this. You wanted to you <laughs> wanted to be asked to turn me down. It's like okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you don't want any part of this. Listen, but uh, but it's true though. You can want something for the ego of it right. versus the practicality of doing it. Like even as a freelancer, it's so super cool to nail a new job, like land a contract. That's a big thrill, and I've been doing it like I'm in it for 20 years now, just finding clients, turning rocks over, yeah, whatever comes up. Right, yeah. it's a big thrill to land a contract. Right. But then you got to do the work and yeah, there's, that's what it becomes work, you know? And that's where, yeah, that's yeah. where you, you know, that's kind of, that's the tough part for me kind of going back to what we were talking about. Like, how do you keep the people in it? You know? Yeah. Cause then they get that feeling. It's like, um, okay. So now we're here. It's like, now we got the entire story flushed out. Now it's now going and making it come to life. Oh, that's the tough part. We want to do that. Go do it. You know, like yeah. watch what happens. Watch the progression. And you, you taught me that the master reel 
is going to be the big part. I'm excited to see that fill up. Animatic. Well, yeah, the the animatic, yeah. but then also like the master reel of like seeing everything, every scene. Yeah. And it's animated coming together. Yeah. That, yeah. that I'm excited about. That's something that I can't wait to see the whole thing fleshed out in animation. And then a month later, seeing the whole thing in color. You know, like I, yeah. I'm super stoked for that. Um, you know, and, and that's where it's like you show them, you know, who's watching. You know, you, you let them know. Like, like for example, for you, like what keeps you going on a project? Let's let me flip the script on you. Okay. All right. <laughs> Fine. I mean, if you want to shut down all of a sudden and whatever. Um, what keeps me going on a project? <laughs> <laughs> it it really is uh like there's there is as much as I'm drawn to do the process of coming up with ideas and stories and creating and drawing and that type of thing. Um, because I have ADHD, just found out I officially have it. Congrats. Um, there are um, counter, for, for every moment of inspiration, there is a voice in my head telling me, you, you know, procrastinate and put it off or don't try you might fail that type of thing right? aren't those fun or or just or just squirrel there's yeah. a new shiny idea over here that you know this idea was cool but look at this idea yeah. right so i deal with that all the time over 20 years i've learned how to uh chop down really big jobs into very very tiny micro victories okay and the more of those i do uh, the more badass I feel. Mm -hmm. And that keeps me going. I was like, okay, I did this one small thing yesterday and I, I nailed it. So today I just have this one small thing. And I try not to, I try not to stick my head out and look all the way down the line. You know, I don't want to know how far down the block it goes. Right. Because that will overwhelm me and cause performance anxiety, but it will paralyze. <clears throat> right. So uh, in terms of what actually keeps me going through a practical side, uh, managing the scope of a project into micro jobs, uh, that's what keeps me going. In terms of inspiration and passion, what keeps me going, it's just who, how I'm wired. Right. Uh, I have no control over it, and so much so that like I can be, I can be like if I meet somebody new, mm -hmm. and they're talking to me, and if they're boring for three seconds, <laughs> you're done. My brain yeah. goes into Toontown; it just goes, Mike, and I'm. I think I've met you there at Toontown a couple of times. Yeah, <laughs> we 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 cross paths. Yeah, yeah. You were at the but I mean, factory one time, right? You were the one who got the rubber chicken and the whipped cream pie. Yeah, I yeah. Was the guy yeah. with the jack so, in the box. I knew it. That was me. I knew it. Poor Goofy. <laughs> but I mean, it's that it's just how constantly I'm thinking of creative things. So that's not the hard part. The hard part is the execution mm -hmm. and trying to. Uh, see it across the finish line. Right. That's harder for me 
than thinking of ideas. That comes as easily as breathing. For and me. that's hard for me because too. my my brain just keeps going and going. I go to bed at night. I'm up for three hours because my brain is gone, 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 gone. Right. So that part's super easy. Well, that that's the same with me too. You know, I um, I think part of the reason why it took so long for the show to get where it is today is because, um, I start off really well, but then I fizzle. You know. Yeah. That that yeah. comes guilty. With, yeah. Guilty. One hundred percent. You know. That's part of an excuse that the poor puppy in the, if I don't know if you can hear him or not, but he's howling up a storm. Nope. Can't hear him. Okay. Good. Nope. Um, but uh, <laughs> that. Uh, Your puppy? No. Their puppy. Neighbor's puppy. Neighbor's puppy. Oh, neighbor's puppy. So, okay. Um, love the puppy. You know, I feel yeah. bad for the puppy. Howling. Lives in an abusive home. Eh, not she, she, no, I, 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 it's not an abusive home. It's you just, sure? it's a difficult, a little situation. bit abusive, a little no. bit. No, no, little bit. <laughs> I just, this is going out public. They may watch it. You know, I don't want to say anything. <laughs> then they just, they just take the puppy and no, no. Okay. All right. Hey, not everybody's neighbors are the same. No. Okay. No. I completely, so. <laughs> I completely spaced. I forgot what the hell I was talking about. If you're, if you're bringing in dead puppies. I'm just like, okay, well, <laughs> well, uh, I, I don't know. I, th I thought it we were freestyling. But oh. um, wait a minute. Well, wait a minute. What were you talking I about? Don't remember. Talking? <laughs> so, in terms of updates, I have none. Um, you my said crew you had updates. You I was expecting. I was expecting some, but there were complications, so I'm actually getting some tomorrow. Uh, but that doesn't really help me now. Uh, so, anyway, I don't have updates. Uh, I can tell you what they are working on, though. That'd be cool. Um, Matt has been working on the uh, 3D uh, modeling for Dusty, uh, which I'm super excited to see how that's coming along um amber is still working away on the sort of the elements of the land they live in uh, uh, like mushrooms rocks and mushrooms and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff right mm -hmm. excuse me um <laughs> yeah uh court courtney is uh still working away on the airship but she's waiting on, on me at this point for some rotational artwork to give her a better idea mm -hmm. um and Chaz is another team member who's waiting for the the scenes to be ready so he and i are going to be the primary uh animators on the pilot um so once the pre-production part is all wrapped up then he and i jump on it and you know start making the characters come to life and that type of thing um fair enough so yeah so right now i would say within the next three weeks uh i'll probably have much more uh visual update to show for mimsy and dusty mm -hmm. i'm sort of catching everybody in this well we're halfway you know when you're working on something and it's it it's in that stage where if anybody from the outside looks at it, it just will look like a hot mess yeah but you know what it is right 
they they just need another week or two to pull it hey, together you get, don't you get don't, rid of the yeah. You don't need yeah. to justify anything to me, buddy. I know you guys are working, and you guys are working in a hard medium in 3D. So everything that you do is like it's going to take time to get yeah. done. Yeah, right and way. none of us have used Blender before, oh. so we're all learning as we're going. Oh, that is the and that's the most difficult one. <laughs> well, you hey, if you can make it there, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Beautiful so. stuff comes out of Blender. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, it was the very first. I have to share the story with you. When I was in high school, yeah. back in two thousand and four, two thousand five, I was using. Oh, you're Blender. such a baby. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, Mister. I went to high school in the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, no, I uh. Yeah, that is it. And it's it's beautiful because it's open source and there's so much material out there. You know, it's it's a yeah. great alternative to like Maya or 3ds Max, which is what I learned on. Um, yeah. But I mean, that's tough. So I, I commend you. Like, keep going. Like, definitely. I'm I'm excited. Like what you've seen, what we've seen before on the podcast and even stuff that you've shown me privately. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm super stoked about well, if we can dial it in well enough for Mimsy and Dusty, then my goal is to do a, a seven-minute pilot for Booger Files mm -hmm. uh, in CG as well, but sort of more along the lines of like Spider-Verse CG, like highly stylized is what I'm saying. I did, Not, love, uh, I did love the go 2D. Ahead. I love the 2D animation. In Booger Files, actually, I thought that worked really, really well. You do 2D so uh, well. I'm so jealous of it, you. It was fun. It was fun to work on. <laughs> but I, I don't know if you know this, but like Booger Files has a lot of uh, spaceship stuff. And so if you watch Lilo and Stitch, mm -hmm. uh, even they were like, at some point, they went, Whoa, we're not drawing all this. <laughs> Let's model it in 3D right? and get it to the animators, right. you know? So I'm taking my cue from that mm -hmm. and uh, just going to just Stitch. go 3D. Lilo and Stitch was interesting because they actually changed an entire sequence in that movie. Did you know this? The scene where they're going through the mountains in Hawaii in the giant spaceship, that used to be a city. That actually used to be, I think, Maui. And they changed Oh, it. really? And they changed it because of the 9-11 attacks, because of what had happened wow. with the planes and the building. They completely edited that out. That movie would have been out in 2001. But because of that once, wow. yeah, which is insane. That whole, I mean, it's completely reanimated, like Jumba's weapon, like his pocket watch. Instead of having, like, you know, a hairbrush and toothpaste and, like, you know, a plunger, it had, like, a a mace, a knife, you know, a flamethrower. Like, it was more wow. intense. Like, it's a, it's super cool to watch side by side. It's on YouTube. So I'll leave a link yeah. in the description for our viewers if they want to check it out. But, super yeah, that cool. whole scene was, was completely altered and changed. So, yeah, I get it. You know, that totally yeah. happens. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, that's all exciting stuff with Mimsy and Dusty. You know, like, I, I love your show, and I can't wait to see more. 
So give me more. Me too. <laughs> me <laughs> too. Me <laughs> so how about you? What's going on with Chucky Chicken? Oh, you know. All right. Same old. <laughs> the problem is I do know, but it's not my story to tell. <laughs> oh God. Okay. I no, but you don't have to get into all that stuff. Like you can be general. No, 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 no. If, I think if it's you important. want to. I think it is incredible. Okay. No, be general. Are you kidding? I can't be general to save my life. Let's be real. Everything I talk about, even my banter, is compounded. <laughs> You're like, yes, I edit it out every episode. I know. <laughs> um, hey, me too. I I go on tangents and I'm. I'm horrible. I I watch a podcast called Two Bears, One Cave with uh, Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer. Mm -hmm. And I think I think I share so many uh, traits with Burt Kreischer. He's he squirrels out. He interrupts too much. He won't let the other co-host talk enough. Uh, it, It just random things come out of his face. And I'm like, wow, that is me all day. All right. Got it. Can I talk now? <laughs> In a minute, can you stop interrupting? God. God. I mean, Fine. I, I thought this Go was a co-show. It. I mean, I thought this was a co-production. What, whatever. Whatever. We, whatever. Made it, we made it five episodes. You know, just can the whole damn thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Go ahead. Chucky so, Chicken. Yeah. So, as everyone knows, when we first started the podcast, the goal was to have the whole cartoon done. By December 15th. It is December 30th. Epic the cartoon's not done. As a matter <laughs> of fact, we completely started over on the cartoon. Not once, not twice, but three times we have restarted the yeah. cartoon. All good things, though. Um, yeah. You know, and it, it, it needed to happen. I mean, the first version was six minutes long and it was just too ridiculous. I think we talked about that the last episode. Um, it's definitely something to aspire to when the show gets picked up or, you know, later on down the line. Um, we I've also been notified that my animatic skills suck <laughs> um, because, notified. you know, because apparently just taking the storyboards and making them into a little animatic ain't good enough. No, no, no. Like, seriously, though, um, you know, the process we're leveling up. We are leveling up ourselves. And I think that even me, there's a lot that I don't know, you know, hence I'm on this show. I don't have a clue. So, you know, I have to learn. And you've been hugely instrumental in that. Like you took, I'm going to plug you here because I love you and I need to. This oh. guy right here, depending on where I am, this is not going to make sense unless I am in the correct shot. This guy right here <laughs> took my animatic and redrew the entire damn thing from scratch and redesigned backdrops because they weren't properly um, executed. They weren't properly drawn out the right way. On my end, I did a crappy job of relating how I wanted it to go because I was relying on my artists to do that, which is never a good thing. Um, because if, you, if you're not a good leader, if you can't tell them what you want and like be specific with them, they're not going to give you what you want. Case in point, we had an artist who I said, take this backdrop and, you know, bring it to life. 
she brought it to life, but it wasn't in the right style. I told her to go back and redo it. She said, nope, this has to be good enough. Everyone else around her said, no, that's not right. That's not the right mindset. Thank God people said that. She ended up leaving the project. No ill will. She just said, you know what? Not what I need to do. Not where I need to be. Good luck. You're on your own. You know, and because of that, we now have another artist who is helping out and her backdrops are fantastic and she's done it right and you were a huge part of that as well like you took that scene and you completely redrew it and you drew it once and i said eh not a big fan as a matter of fact if you have it um can we show the backdrop in question that we're talking uh, about yeah i'll put it in here okay yep. so the this is the first pass that you did and yeah I liked a lot of it, but there were some things that I wasn't a big fan of. I said, you know, take a look at Toontown at Disneyland. And, you know, I said, you know, I want it to be more 1930-ish. And you said, oh, this isn't 1930-ish. This is wonky. You want it more wonky. I'm like, is that the word that I'm looking for? <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's the word that that I learned from my mentors right. was wonky. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sure what inspired that was 1930s, 40s, oh, 50s animation, right? Yeah. You know, the, the curves and like, you know, no right angles, no sharp edges, you know, just clean lines and stuff like that. Um, if you walk into Toontown, uh, you know, at Disneyland, there are no uh, sharp edges. Everything is yeah. rounded, you know? Yeah. And that's what I want. And, the idea for the backdrops with Chucky e. Chicken cartoons. It's like uh, Toontown if built with farm equipment, like barns and mm -hmm. silos and windmills and water towers and what have you. So we wanted wonky farm, essentially, farm architecture. Yeah. And you went back and you took the notes and here you go. This is, you know, mark this part down here because you got to put the new one in that you did. And you, new one you, in, you, right here. Yeah. And you gave us notes and you're like, here, this is the aspect ratio needs to be. This is what you need to do. I've never done that before because I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm so excited when somebody gives me something. I'm like, oh, that's great. We got to put it in. So like and that's the thing. Like if you ask our artists that have worked with me before, I'm a very excitable guy to a fault. If you give me something that I really, 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 really like, I'm going to just be like, oh, that's perfect. Go on to the next one without thinking twice about aspect ratio or not thinking twice about is everything on a layer? Is everything properly colored? Is everything, you know, looking good from a technical level so the poor compositor doesn't come back with an angry email and say, you F-tard, what did you do? Why did you greet yeah. this, you know? Um, I've never done that, you know? Which is why when the one artist gave me the one backdrop, that should have been a red flag to people going, Mike doesn't love it. She must have messed up bad. Because <laughs> I normally love everything. I'm normally yeah. excitable. So if I don't love it, you know you done messed up somewhere. And I'd love to say another word, but I just found out that my mother watches these episodes. Hello, mother. Nice to see you. I hope you're enjoying this episode. I did <laughs> So, you know, whatever. Uh, well, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> I can't curse because mom's watching, but this is. I got to tell you. You better. Uh, hi, this. mom. You better censor this because my mom. Yeah. I'm going to get a phone call as soon as this comes out. You said what? 
Well, listen, Mom, your boy's a, a really good boy and has been a real light in my life since I met him. So you you did good. You did good. Hear that, Ma? There you go. Yeah. Anyway, back to my yeah. boring check. Back to the story. Back, yeah. yeah, back to my whatever. So we now have a wonderful artist who is doing the backdrops, and she took it. And the poor girl did it the wrong way. She 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 did it right, but it was the wrong backdrop. And then she did the first version, and we were like, oh, my right. God, it looks great, but it's the wrong one. And she's like, yeah. oh, no worries, no problem. Let me go back. Let me fix it. And she did. Beautiful job. Oh, my God. I cannot wait to see the final uh, prod- I know. product. I am so excited. I know. I am, I'm too. I'm so excited. And then you're- I've, I've told her a few times, she's, she's very good at animating. Mm-hmm. She's very good at backdrops. She has a gorgeous uh, cleanup line, mm-hmm. which I'm envious of because I have essential tremors. So a cleanup line yeah. for me is a real hard thing to find. Right. Uh, and then when you meet somebody like her who can whip them down and they're just flowing and smooth and thick and thin and, yeah. ah. Uh, she, you know. she, she does a magnificent job. And that's where I'm so proud to be working with these folks because they do things that I can't do. Yeah. You know, and they make Chucky look really good. And, and Laura, Laura is just half of one coin. Yeah. Well, right? that's that. Well, Laura's not working on these backdrops. That's Gabrielle. Gabby is working. Oh yes, on yes, yes, yes. But yes, Laura isn't a great. You no, know, you're right. Laura is a great animator, and she is half of one coin, yes. which is Imka, because Imka does the main backdrop designs, and then she goes. She did Chucky's house. You Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. You know, I, I'm so proud of that. You know, that's like she designed Chucky's house. Like Chucky now has a place to live. Uh, yeah. She uh, brought the, the 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 Tommy Turkey apartment coops, the luxury coops to life. You took it and you did it way. You, you made it more simplified, which I love. And I love the way that you did it for the cartoon. And that's probably going to be the new way that we're drawing the coops. Um, well, mine, in all honesty, mine was really a trace off of what she did. Mm-hmm. And I just, I left out a little bit of information that, uh, you know, just took took a shot, thought it might be better, simpler, you know. Yeah. Um, I, yeah and you but what she did stuff. was really cool. And you took, and it's for me, like, you got to remember from my point of view, I've been working with Chucky for over a decade. So everything that comes up that people take with the characters, it's either I'm going to love it or I'm going to hate it. There is no middle, (laughs) which sucks for a lot of people because it's like, well, isn't there anything about it you like? No, there's nothing I like about it. (laughs) And that's difficult for some people to grasp. But then the people that I am working with are they just nail it and they go and I literally am like breathtaking, you know, especially yeah. with when we did Grim Gritting Giblets a year ago today to uh, December 30th of 2020. Um, a little plug there if you haven't watched it, link in the description down below. Um, you know, everything that the girls did, I got giddy over because it's like, oh my God, he's coming to life. It's, it's yeah. so exciting. He's like, oh, yay. <laughs> you know, I was like, my voice is coming out of this chicken that's never come out before. This is so cool. Yeah. And, or if it has, it was badly, <laughs> you know, animated. And now it's like, ooh, oh, it's so this cool. Is great. 
So I get giddy and I get excited because like, oh, yay, it's all coming to life. It's all coming together. And that I do that to a fault because it's like I don't think about the bigger picture. And now with this project and this episode, I've had to be the bad guy to be like, okay, that looks great. However, comma, we need to go back and we need to fix this or this right. ain't right. This, you know, I'm now getting to be the nitpick. You know, and yeah. I get to be it, which I I had this conversation with with one person. He's like, you're allowed to do that. You, you created the characters. You need to do that in order for it to be right. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. And that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So so as of right now, you know, we got the entire animatic redone. Thanks to you. We even added we padded it out longer which is phenomenal. Um, we have Andrew Mortimer, who is working on uh, a scene with the carolers, doing mm -hmm. a, a bang-up job. You know, he's getting mm -hmm. there. I'm excited to see how that hey, scene's going to go. Listen, the best thing about Andrew is he is willing to blacksmith the iron. You know what I yes. mean? He'll, if you say, listen, it looks, it's curved like a horseshoe, but it needs more, needs more banging away. He's like, cool. All right, give it back to me, and right. off he goes, and he's back I, at it. I love and him. I respect I that so much. Yeah, yeah, I love I love Andrew so much. He and I, let, let me tell you about this kid, because yeah. he single-handedly helped me with the last cartoon, Zappa Lantern. It was me, him, and Pinoy, or Pino. However, you, I, I need to learn how to say his name. I need to ask him properly. But mm -hmm. um, And then Imke did the backdrops. He went and he did all the ink and color on that cartoon. And then I did the animation of the pumpkin. You know, he did Chucky. Pino did Louie. I did the pumpkin. Laura did the backdrops. And you can tell. You can tell the, the style of the animation. You know, I did, I did the rough for Chucky. And then he went and he plussed it, you know. Right. He... He took that cartoon and he was like, I want this to be the best thing ever. I'm like, go. I gave him a director credit on it. And he just yeah. was like, oh, my God, my name is a director credit on a Chucky e. Chicken cartoon. This is so cool. And like he like that's the kind of guy that I need on this. Yeah. team. Laura yeah. and Inka are the kind of people I need on this team. You are the kind of person I need on this team. You know, I don't Aww. need people. Yeah, it's true. Like you, like you're the mentor that's like helping us get from here to here, and then more people are gonna come, and you know they're gonna be down here. You're gonna yeah, I've here. I I've said it many <laughs> times, and and I say it often because I I just want to make sure expectations are clear. Yeah. Uh, I can only teach what I know, and uh, you know if if that has value, fantastic. Mm -hmm. And eventually we will have to get people who know way more and yeah. come in and lift, lift up the bar higher. And I would love to get David. Then, I'd love to get David Perixma on board with one of these. I'd love to get, um, you know, even, you know, when Tom, I'd love him to direct a cartoon, you know, he said he'd love yeah. to. You know? Yeah. Um, we're, we're, we are going to level, we're going to level up even more. In 2021, yeah. I feel it in my bones. I really yeah. do. Um, I feel like we can, you know, we're almost to the point where we can start crowdfunding this thing and actually get a response out of people, which 
I mean, even if it's like, listen, we just need five thousand dollars to do one animated short, you know, to mm-hmm. get to get it pitched to somebody. If if all we can raise is a thousand dollars, okay. As long as we meet our goal and our people can be paid, I can go. Okay, here you go. Boom. Yeah. Paying you. You know, get to work. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, that's terrible. Um, In a perfect world, I would like to see uh, this this podcast and drawn to a podcast become revenue generating, mm-hmm. uh, so that that frees me up in terms of you know, the obligation to, to provide for family and that, but also could provide funding for productions. Right. And help artists like me, you, whoever has an idea out there that that looks mm-hmm. and, and sounds like it has solid legs to mm-hmm. take a chance on them and say, here's a, you know, it, it's a piddly budget, but it's something. Oh, yeah. You know, let, Absolutely. Let, let's see... Let's see what you can do. Let's try to make it happen, you know? Right. And, you know, it's funny because I, as much as I love Chucky e. Chicken, I don't want him to be the only thing that the studio produces. You know, I want to tell more stories as well. Like, I love, I love old-fashioned 1930s cartoons. I love the Arabian Nights. I love pirate stories. I love jungle stories. You know, I love period pieces. I love romance you know i love mysteries i love you know sherlock holmes i love jules verne i wanted to tell those kind of stories you know yeah with chucky yeah. it's kind of like the training ground getting up to those sure kinds of movies yeah. that we want to do um but yeah. i you know i i don't want chucky to be the only thing is you yeah. know that's that's the the takeaway um and we will get there i, re- I really do believe we will um, do you have a Patreon by any chance? Did you set one up yet or no? I, I started to do it on to a podcast do because, it. well, no, I have to change it. I was going to go down the road of offering, uh, like an online school kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but my heart wasn't in it like some people and I couldn't compete with, the the value that David Perksma and David Kuhn are bringing to the table. And uh, really, in a perfect world, those are the kind of people you want to be Learning you know, from. slaving away under in terms of bettering your skills, right? right? Like, they're yeah. real masters. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to go back and change the Patreon and decide what, what can I offer that has value? Do I... You know, so it's a lot. It's, you know, people that go and just set up a Patreon in 30 minutes and then they're like, okay, people are going to start paying me. They're dumb. Well, it doesn't work that <laughs> no, way. No, it doesn't. You know? And it's like you have to market it. You have to <laughs> let people know. And that's another thing this yeah. year that we did. We marketed the hell out of Chucky e. Chicken. Yeah. You know, we did, we made it our mission this year to do a gif or a drawing or a small animation of some kind for every major holiday this year. So we started off with the Lunar New Year. We did one for uh, St. Patrick's Day. We did one for the Super Bowl. We did one for Fourth of July. We did some for Easter. Um, Thanksgiving, I think we skipped. Actually, I think we skipped Thanksgiving, but we had them done. I didn't have access to them, unfortunately, so I couldn't put them up. So I did the Chuck Vent calendar this year. 
you know, where every day leading up to Christmas, I attempted to put up a new piece of content or an older piece of content or, or something relating to the holiday. You know, that worked out beautifully for Halloween. All of the characters dressed up as the spookiest kind of universal monsters. And that went really well. And that was fun. That was cool because it got me back in the saddle. It got me working and drawing and doing more promo art, which I love to do. I love, mm -hmm. you know, we. I just recently put out one for New Year's, which is going to go out tomorrow, um, which I, I don't know if you've seen yet or not. Um, but uh, I did, it, actually. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, I, like, I love that. I, I think that that was... That, you know, that kind of sums up like how I feel about going into next year. Like that's going to be so much fun to see that come to life. Like I like next year, I would love that animated like them looking mm. at a clock and, you know, Chucky cutting down next to Chelsea. And then right at the stroke of midnight, she goes and surprises him with a with a kiss right on the lips. So like, oh, my yeah. God, please make that. So who which artist drew this one? The Happy New Year one. Uh, that was me. Looks great, man. Thank you. Yep, very cool. Thank you. I love those. And two. who you colored it as well? Yes. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Thank you. I know. I wish I could give somebody else credit, but twas I. <laughs> You're really good at that promo stuff. Thank you. We called them billboards at Disney. Uh, we you would make a billboard and mm -hmm. send it out online. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, very I mean, cool. I never, I never did that before. You know, I always wondered yeah. why people weren't watching my cartoons. I never advertised it. You know, I never said right. what we were doing this year. I made that my mission for one whole year to do that. And because we did that, we now have stuff for next year. So I don't have yeah. to worry about a Lunar New Year thing, I could say use the thing that we did last year or update the one that we did last year, you know, which I'm probably going to update, you know. Yeah. Um, if it's really good, you know, uh, we had Rebecca Rodriguez, who is my co-showrunner, did this amazing piece for May, for Mermaid, the Mermaid May thing that they do every year where you draw Where's that? I haven't seen that one. Oh, my goodness. Here, I will send that to you. I haven't seen any of Rebecca's stuff, actually. Re Oh my God, Rebecca! You know what? Let me send these to you because she did too. Maybe I don't want to because. Oh no! I'm feeling very vulnerable. Trust me, like when I, I, you need to see the mermaid one because she. Yeah, man. Like, if it weren't for her, Chucky Chicken would not look the way that he does today. Like, I straight oh, up. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Like, she, so she, she was, she was to you what Freddie Moore was to. Mickey Walt. Mouse. Yes. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. Like gotcha. she took my, she took Chucky e. Chicken. I need to find it here and send it to you because I just, it's still one of my favorite pieces that she's ever done. Yeah. We'll we'll go end it with this point. Like send, send me them so I can edit them in as well. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I'm very, uh, you know, I've been wondering about Rebecca's stuff because you're. You talk it up so often. I haven't seen anything. I will say this. Um, when Rebecca did her mermaid picture, I immediately said, I am changing Chucky Chicken to look like this. Awesome. Like, I want him to be this bright. I want That's him amazing. to be this. Yeah. Like, 
that's how how important that piece is to me and how important Rebecca is to the team, which is why I made her co-showrunner. Like she straight, I hear it is. I'll send it to you right here. I just sent you the picture that Rebecca oh, did. Oh yeah. Oh, super cute. I know. And Look I'm just at like, that. I, she brightened Chucky's colors up. Yeah. She fixed Chelsea's coloring. I'm like, you, you know, know what? what I love the most is uh, her treatment of his feet. That subtle under shadow without adding yes. a solid line for that plane. I love yes. that. Yeah. I told her straight up. I said, listen, we're, we're leveling up. Like we are getting our cartoons to this level. Like I yeah. want this to move. I want this to be animated. And yeah. she says, that's going to take a lot of work. It's be weird. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're you know what? I also like her choice of brush texture. For the mm -hmm. very, like the background elements, the rougher, I kind of like that. I love this. Like yeah. this was, the, this is, this is the stuff that I've dreamed about. Yeah. Um, no, that, and that's I just, wicked. No, she, yeah, she did a, a spectacular job. I'm looking for the, the 4th of July one that she did. Cause that one was just even, even cooler. Yeah. Um, I did want to show this off because, uh, this was actually done by Laura okay. last year for Thanksgiving. It was right before we released Grim Grinning Giblets and she took it. And, I mean, you just looking at the two side by side, you see the difference in quality. Like, right. You just, you just see it. And I, you you know, she, she did a fantastic job with this. And then just to see where she is today, like, holy cow. It's yeah, it's so cool when you see your artists grow in real time on the project you brought them on for. Because yeah. I, like, the short, very tiny time I've known Laura, uh, like, even I can see the growth here. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's tremendous. No, oh, that's yeah. great. I love, I love all of my artists. I do, like... I know I shouldn't feel like this with them because it's bad, but they're like my family. Yeah. I really, I love them to death. And like, I will, I will fight anyone for them. You know, right. I, I really, they're very special to me and I'm very, well, they should be. I mean, they are the reason why Chucky chicken will either be or not be. Exactly. So exactly. Yeah. You took the word, you took the words right out of my face. Yeah. hole. So, you know, cool. Okay. Well, we'll <laughs> yeah. end it. We'll end it there. And for next week, um, uh, maybe we can show the updated animatic, assuming we've worked out all the tweaks uh, by then. Yeah. And uh, yeah, next week, yeah, we should be going back into production next week, yeah. which is going to be exciting. Um, we told, I, you know, during the holidays, it's not fair. You know, I did that last year and I, uh, it wasn't fun, so yeah. I was going to do that to these guys. Yeah. Um. So they're all resting until January fourth, so they can thank you for that because that was why I picked that day because your doctor <laughs> said not to do anything until January. 4th. That's true. <laughs> and, and I'm like, okay, no one's doing nothing until January fourth. Yeah. Mike, uh, I think uh, Brian. For well, that, we you know? we had some blood pressure issues on my end, so. Um, well, yeah, but. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm on the happy pills now, so hopefully the blood pressure is uh, down and uh, 
I can start tackling yeah. things again. But I am being very selective uh, here on uh, cutting way back on the amount of freelancing I do and just being super, super selective. Right. Uh, because uh, I, I just can't crunch like I used to when I was a younger man. I, I can't. So. Well, I'm thankful that you've chosen to saddle up with, with me and with our team. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, like I've said before, working with you and the team and that type of thing gives me that same energy I had when I worked at Disney with my team I was part of there. And I, I put a lot of value in that. So thank you that, for having me. That still makes me feel good, you know, because yeah. that's, that's what I... I will. Ne there will never be another Walt Disney, but my God, I'm going to get as close as I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Um, but anyway, um, anything you want to plug real quick before we go? Um, uh, drawn to a podcast, anything coming up there? Uh, drawn to a podcast, we will be picking back up uh, January 4th. Uh, been on hiatus for about a week. Um, so picking up on January 4th, we have new guests every Monday, a new episode coming out every Tuesday, a new episode of producers without a clue comes out. So if you go on YouTube and look up drawn to it podcast, you can watch both podcasts on one channel, yep. uh, subscribe, like leave comments. Cause we will interact with you and, um, yes. If, if you have suggestions or whatever, and we will include all of the Chucky Chicken YouTube links and the write up below. Yep. And uh, that DTIpodcast.com is the website. Uh, that's about it. Yeah. Um, the only thing I want to say uh, before we wrap up, and I know that this will probably come out long after uh, the new year, but. Um, it's been a heck of a year for yeah. many, 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 many people. Um, do good, be good, help people when you can. Let's make 2021 the year that 2020 should have been and much, much more. We got to pull double duty yeah. this upcoming year for what we experienced this past year. Yeah. Um, if you're not able to celebrate with your family this year, know that you are loved, know that you are being thought of, know that you are, um, that you are missed. Um, if you are feeling lonely, know that you're cared for, know that you're loved. Um, and, uh, just have a happy new year, be safe, whatever you do. Um, we're going to do a digital, I, again, this is going to be out. I don't know why I'm even saying this on the podcast, but I'm going to say it anyway. We're doing a digital New Year's Eve party this year. So we're, the link will be in the description or, you know, I'm, I'm going to post it up on on the Valley Studios page. You're going to record it? Yes, we will record cool. it. It'll be it'll be a fun, it'll be a digital New Year's Eve party. Anyone is invited to come. Um, they can pop in for as long as they want. Um, I don't know what the heck we're going to do yet. I don't know if we're going to do a live stream or maybe we can't, maybe we can do like a fundraising for, uh, for Valley studios, uh, live stream for the new year. Um, or maybe we'll pick a charity cool. and, you know, yeah. and maybe St. Luke's or, uh, the American cancer association or something like that. Maybe we'll figure out a, um, something to donate to, but, or toys for tots, 
you know, I want to do some for Toys for Tots. We'll figure out something. But yeah, um, it'll be the first ever Valley Studios New Year's Eve digital party. Uh, it'll be a Discord link, so anybody can come and they can join the party. They can. Um, I don't know how the heck we're gonna do it. We're gonna figure it out, figure mm-hmm. out the logistics. But I think now more than ever, um, we need to come together. And even if it's digital, then cool. You know, yeah. we'll get you know we'll get everybody uh, having fun. You know, just bringing in 2020 in a in a good year or ringing in 2021. Oh, no more 2020, yeah. please. No more 2020. No. Nope. <laughs> um, ringing the new year. <laughs> Um, but if you're watching this in the new year, make the most of it this year, have fun. You know, we've been social distancing. We've been doing our part. We've been doing everything we can to keep this virus at bay. Um, we've been through a lot as a, not just as a, uh, a country, but as a culture and as a species, um, I think we've really come together. I'm looking forward to what 2021 has to bring new president, new everything, you know? Yeah. So we got a lot. Got a lot riding on this new year and uh, just make the most of it, you know, do do, and and here's one more note that I'm going to end it on. It doesn't matter where your skill level is. If you want to make an animated cartoon, do it, do it, keep working at it, keep posting stuff. And as you get better, your audience will notice and your audience will continue to ride the wave with you. Um, There was one animator by the name of Ed Gold, who I loved and adored. Um, He passed away in 2012 uh, due to leukemia, but he was animating since he was 13 years old. And by God, that kid from the day, you know, from the day he started animating at 13 to the day that he died at, 24 he just posted stuff he made cartoons because he wanted to and he wanted to make people laugh he turned down jobs with studios he turned down you know paying work um only because he wanted to make cartoons and he didn't care how it looked he just put it out there because he wanted his audience to grow if you're at that beginning level and that beginning stage do that Continue to get better. Life is not a sprint. It is a marathon. Enjoy it. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the people that you have with you on your team. All good things come to an end, but by God, you can prolong it. Prolong that end as long as you can by just going out there clueless and maybe picking up a few clues along the way. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, 100%. I agree with everything you just said. And if people listen to us all the way through this podcast and any of the podcasts, um, listening to two people blabber on about something they're passionate about, Mm -hmm. uh, can't thank you enough. Uh, It means a lot. And hopefully you've gotten something out of it. And I'm looking forward to 2021 and continuing uh, the journey of podcasting as well. Uh, So, yeah, Michael, thank you very much. Thank you, Brian. And thank you, folks, for watching. Thank you for letting Chuck E. Chicken come into your home. It means a great deal to me. 
and all the people working on it. And I do promise in 2021, we are going to continue to level up our skills. We got a lot coming on. I'm going to do a different video, probably posting up tomorrow. Uh, just giving my personal thoughts. Um, you're more than welcome to tag along in that video if you like, Brian, if you still got what you want to say. <laughs> but, um, but thank you. And yeah. God bless every single one of you. Um, if you made it up through 2020 alive, you are probably more stronger than most people in this universe or in this existence. We had a rough one. So if you made yeah. it through, count your blessings, say a prayer, thank the good Lord, and just let them know that you're thankful. I know I am for all of you and for everyone who will be watching this in the future. Yeah, so. absolutely. Great. Okay, dude. Congratulations on another one in the can. Yes. And we'll see you next time. Yes. Happy New Year, Brian. And Happy all right. New Year to all you folks. All right. Happy New Year, everybody. Bye-bye. So long.